1116 SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Good evening, welcome to the Melbourne Storm Hour. Sam Hargraves in the chair again with a couple of real likely types that have just wandered into the studio. Had to send out a search party to get them, but the boys are here, Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns. Good evening, lads. Good evening, mate. Sam, great to have you back on. Oh, it's great to be back on. Good to be here, Sammy. Uh, now, last time we had you both in, we had probably more prank calls to the station that we've ever had in the history of SEN <laughs> from your teammates and from your father, Matty Johns, yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Uh, did you ring him afterwards and just say, what are you doing to me? Yeah, I was ringing him afterwards in the car and he was laughing so hard for about 10 minutes. And then mum called me as well and they said it was a pre-pan thing. So yeah. let's just hope he doesn't call on tonight. So we, well. you had your, your dad ring up and sled you and your brother ring up and sled you. We yeah. almost got to the whole family. Yeah, we were a few yeah, off. Get we Trisha. Few off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Shandor, before we get into the Storm, because yes, uh, it was uh, probably one of the games of the season, Cooper I, and I were talking off air about uh, Storm and Roosters. wasn't the result you guys wanted. It was uh, the, your first loss for the year. But congratulations to you, mate. And I want to uh, drill down into this a little bit. You played your first game of NRL a couple of weeks ago against the Cowboys in almost six years. Mm, long time. It's a long time. <laughs> Did you remember what to do? Did you remember where to be and yeah, how, how to go about it? I'd like to think I remembered what to do. Probably uh, it was a bit, bit of nerves early on, bit of yep. a bit of a uh, tough start. But mate, at the end of the day, that game it was wasn't so much me judging that performance. That game capped off all the work I'd put in to get to that point. So that's sort of how I'm looking at it. And uh, mate, as you said, just great back to be back playing in the NRL. How did it feel? I suppose there's always those few moments that are going to stand out for you, being named. And then running out onto the field, what we, what was going through your mind? Yeah, mate, it's a bit of a whirlwind to be honest. Like looking back, it's hard to pinpoint certain times, but definitely um, at the captain's run, which is our last session before the game, uh, bells are t- or someone typically presents you your jersey, and um, having that moment with Bellamy and the boys, and obviously hearing him speak, and uh, then getting an opportunity to sort of thank the group and have my two cents. That was probably the uh, the biggest part of it, also. Mate, Storm made it really special for me, and I really appreciate that. But as I said, a bit of a whirlwind, but the whole experience was uh, unbelievable. Cooper, did the boys get around Shandor? Did they make it uh, a memorable experience? Yeah, yeah. Shandor's debut was um, yeah, it was definitely one of the most memorable ones. It's a huge build-up, and a lot of people don't sort of see what um, Shandor does for the club. He does a lot of off-field stuff and takes a big leadership role. You know, he's one of the emerging leaders. And for someone that, you know, has only been here – a year and a half now, it's his second season, to get in the emerging leaders is a big thing and he's, you know, it was really exciting to watch him have a go. The Purple Army is building, that's a beautiful moment between you two. I love you, brother. (laughs) The Purple Army is building for 2019. (laughs) Keep holding hands. Melbourne, your city uh, and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games from the $99 call, 1-300-STORMS with the S on the end now and be Melbourne proud in 2019. Let's have a little chat about uh, the Roosters game because Mm. it was probably one of the games of the year so far, decided in Golden Point by Latrell Mitchell, who uh, said afterwards that he, the reason why he celebrated the way he did is that he'd been copying it so much out on the field. Can you give us an insight into what the boys might have been getting stuck into Latrell Mitchell about to get him so riled up? Yeah, I mean, there might be, there's probably a bit in that. I know where our, uh, where the boys sit on the sideline is right in front of the bulk of the, the diehard Storm fans. But, yeah, look, the boys like to... Um, you know, they're very competitive and I'm sure Latrell would have been the on, on the end of a bit of it. So 
look, you can understand a little bit, probably not the most respectful thing to do post-winning, <laughs> but, mate, in the heat of the moment, I get it. But, yeah, it was unfortunate to lose that game. But, again, it probably puts gives us an indication of where we're at and sets us up for the next five rounds, I think, just sort of sharpens everyone up and everyone sort of goes, okay, this is what we need to work on. They jumped you early, and it was sort of similar, if I'm remembering correctly, in the grand final, they they just got ahead of you, and 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 last year in the grand final, Storm weren't able to peg them back, but you were able to peg them back this week, and that must have been a real positive, I'd imagine, for uh, Craig Bellamy and the rest of the coaching staff, that they could have really put the foot down because they've got all those attacking weapons, as do you boys, uh, but to get back in that game, get it level, and only as on golden point, there are positives to take out of that. Yeah. Um well, Craig's not really happy when we win anyway, so <laughs> when we lose, he's when definitely is he, not When happy. is Craig Bellamy happy? Um, <laughs> nah, never. He's never happy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, he was – I think deep down he would have been pretty proud of the boys' effort to get back in that second half because that's no easy job, scraping 20 points on a good team like the Roosters. But, yeah, he would have uh, – he still would have been fighting some demons watching that field goal go over, I think. That was a bomb of a kick. Oh, it oh, was mate, beautifully it struck. Kick. You can't take that away from me. Give credit where it's due. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that early, such early on, it's nice to play the Roosters at this point because it sort of – it really identifies the flaws in both teams, but especially for us. But as I said, I think it's it's not the worst thing in the world to come away with a narrow loss to the Roosters because it sort of sets up our next five rounds and everyone sort of – not on notice, but everyone goes, okay, hang on, we were going well, but we still got some stuff to work on. So I think it's there's a few positives. The, uh, I suppose the other side of that came out of that game, the big takeaway, was the booing of Cooper Cronk. Now, this is a man who will absolutely be a future immortal of rugby league. He has played in premierships for the Melbourne Storm. I think he was there for about 15 years of service. He's represented his country and his state. Uh, one of the best to ever pull on a jersey. How do we feel? I've said a few times that I think when a player leaves one club to go to another – the boos can sometimes be out of respect, and some players like to get the boos because it shows that the fans care. But when it comes to a, a player of that ilk who's done that much for the club, surely he gets a reprieve. Surely when he comes back to play at the Storm, the Storm faithful show their love and appreciation of him. You can't boo Cooper Cronk, surely. Oh, you can. I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen they did it on the weekend. <laughs> um, oh, it's tough because I know if I was playing out there, on the uh, on the weekend, I would you know you'd definitely try to you'd want the fans to give it to him a little bit. You don't want him coming back and getting a bit um, cocky and feeling like he's it's his place. So it's good to see the fans sort of showing that they still you know they love the storm more than they love him. I still think there's a bit of backlash from the GF where Slatsy was sort of booed, you know, and that was he was retiring, Billy Slater, and that was sort of his moment as well. So I feel like there is yeah. um, still that air of, like, people are pretty pissed yeah. off, you know, the Storm fans. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm but that wasn't Cooper Cronk booing him. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what I mean? The, the, the fans versus fans. But I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think, like, yeah, I think you should sort of have that bit of respect, especially knowing what he's done. You can get involved, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This is the Storm Hour. Shandor, Earl and Cooper John's in here. And if you are a Storm fan, ring up and explain to us what you were booing Cooper Cronk about. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, for the best callers, I've got 10 double passes to see the Melbourne Storm take on the New Zealand Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, April 25th. That's the Anzac Day clash. And this one is a must-see. Uh, all thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. So if you are a Storm fan and you were there uh, and you were responsible or involved in the booing of Cooper Cronk, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And the boys would love to have a chat to you as well. Best Cooper Cronk sledge. I think it's an easy <laughs> double pass. <laughs> easy double pass. Best Cooper Cronk story. If you've ever met Cooper Cronk in Melbourne and he's brushed you, 
out, call us up. You'll get, <laughs> you'll get multiple double passes. There we go. Uh, in the box. A lot of ways to win double passes. I like that. Uh, and uh, you bring up a great point. Billy Slater getting booed. I, I, I thought that was an absolute disgrace last year when he was being booed in his final game by the Rooster supporters. And I thought, and at the time I said, you'd never hear Melbourne Storm <laughs> supporters doing that. And I've, I've been proven wrong there on that one. Yeah, well, um, another th- point that you just sort of got in my head was because it's our home game as well, I think that sort of comes into it. Like our home game, mm. you come down like to our home ground, it's you're going to expect to get sort of booed from the crowd. Whereas last year in the grand final, it was that's sort of 50-50. That's not a home game for anyone. That's mm. it's, it's everyone's game. The stars have aligned too. Like he's, pl- he's gone to the roosters of all clubs. They beat us in the GF. Like, yep. you know, the fans are angry. They, they, <laughs> so they should be. Call up now. The fans Fire up. are Fire angry. <laughs> the fans are angry. Uh, the other one is, the other question I've got for you boys, because the media speculate on this a lot, all this talk and, and uh, I don't know if it's got any room or truth to the rumour, uh, do Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith, are they in a feud? Is Are you aware of a feud? Do you guys know if there's a feud? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't, not that I, I don't think so. I think they're just competitive. And as you said, mate, like, I think there's probably – it's more more of a teammate-based thing. Like I think just shattered to see him leave and then obviously to go to the Roosters, it probably hurt a little bit and then having to face off. Like I think I think that's as far as it goes on the field. I mean, strangely enough, like that dartboard you've got behind you, Sammy, at the SEN room um, with Cooper's face on it, like that's, oh that's probably – you know, that's probably as far as it goes, to be honest. I don't think Cameron's got one of those. No, fair enough. Good, good call. I'm glad to hear that because they are two of the game's greats. Uh, Melbourne, there's only one rugby league team in town. Support the club that supports our city. Get four Melbourne Storm home games for $99. Call 1300 Storms now and be Melbourne proud. Let's uh, look to this Thursday. And I know that um, the, the squads have come out, and unfortunately you boys aren't in that. But w- talk about the build-up to this game and, and Anzac Day. How big a part does it play in the preparation? How much does Craig Bellamy get into the, I suppose, the 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 seriousness of the occasion, the importance of the occasion? It, what... What role does it play in the build-up for this week? Um, yeah, it's oh, – obviously, we've got a call coming up. Um, yeah, it's he, he does fire the boys up really well, uh, especially his big thing is big events like this, like Anzac Day, that's something everyone looks forward to every year. Like they do a big pre-game. Um, he fires them up with like – there's a lot of videos that they play during the week, reflect like sort of reflecting how how we play to like war, I guess, sort of like that sort of grinding mentality. And, um, you know, he's a big man, like, working hard and effort. So it sort of reflects on that. And as well as, like, milestones, milestone games. Mm. We had Dale Finucane's 100 Storm game last week, and he's he makes a big effort to sort of, like, make get the boys up for these big games. Yeah, there's a lot of motion involved for sure. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's it's going to be a remarkable occasion. It always is. This game is, is one of the must-watch of the year. Uh, I've got double passes to give away to it. Melbourne Storm take on New Zealand Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, April 25th. We're going to be speaking to the coach of the Australian team because in the pre-game, boys, we've got uh, a really great uh, curtain raiser. Yes. The uh, We're going to have the Australian Defence Force taking on the New Zealand Defence Force. So we're going to be speaking to the Aussie coach and the New Zealand captain on the other side of the break. But we did say we wanted some calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Donna is on the line from Dandenong. Donna, you're on the line with Shandor and Cooper. What would you like to have a chat with them about? How are you, Donna? Uh, hi, Cooper. How are you? Uh, <laughs> firstly, can I just say congratulations to you and the Falcons. Seven from seven is a wonderful achievement. Watching the highlights, it appears as though you guys are forming some vital combinations. Thanks, Donna. 
<laughs> Look, I'm not sure whether you and Chandra are aware of this, but uh, I dated uh, uh, Frank Penisi when I was back in high school. Do you mean Penisi? Uh, Penisi? Uh, well, I call it Penisi. <laughs> I, how do you spell it? I, I spell it P-E-N-I. Anyway, here <laughs> guys. Isn't Tilly playing uh, some with a lot of verve and energy at the moment? He's doing wonderful. Yeah, mate, he's playing very well, playing out of his skin at the moment, the big Fijian. Unbelievable. I'm Tui's biggest supporter. And when I mean biggest, I mean I'm huge. I don't like to admit this, but I was one of the ones who booed Cooper Cronk on the weekend, guys. <laughs> oh, Donna. Why, Donna? Why were you booing Cooper? Well, my thoughts were if I couldn't bump Cronk, then I may as well boo him. <laughs> Hi, Sando. How are you? Good, Donna. How are you? Shando, just would you mind if I borrowed a minute just to ask you for some advice? I'm trying to get myself into a little bit of fitness. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm doing push-ups at the moment, and uh, should I put my knees on the ground or should I put the knees up? Uh, look, if you're strong enough, Donna, by all means, but otherwise I'd stay on all fours. Okay. <laughs> Boys, how, uh, Cooper, you seem to know Donna quite well. How do you know Donna? So oh, well? um, Donna's, um, yeah, she, I, I met Donna. Cooper, a few used times. To, Cooper used to live with me. <laughs> Did he really? In Dandenong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cooper, uh, and Cooper, um, what was Donna like to live with? Um, yeah, she's. Um, She's very comfortable with her body. She's always, you know, um, around the house, mm. sort of <laughs> strutting around. So, no, she was very good, though. She was very good to me. Thank you, Donna. Ah, uh, Cooper, that's fine. It's no worries. And pass on my best to Brian and, of course, my favourite player at the Falcons, little Harry Grant. Harry Grant. He's doing wonderful. Harry and, Grant. Uh, I know that he's stuck behind the two Smiths, but it's only a matter of time till he gets his chance, if not with the Melbourne Storm. But maybe with another franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, you really seem to know your rugby league. Um, you should, uh, I reckon you should host your own show maybe on a Monday night on on Fox NRL, Fox League. Maybe if you check the times, it's Sunday and Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you watching it, Sammy. <laughs> I tune in regularly. There, there has been a time slot change, hasn't there, Donna? Yes, it is been a slight change, but mm. may I just say on behalf of everyone up and here in the, uh, out in the uh, northwest of Victoria, go to the storm. Mm. They're doing wonderful. They're top of the table. And here we are again when all the critics uh, up north are reading the eulogy on the Melbourne storm. Well, here we are top of the table just Sticking it up, those bastards. <laughs> That's what they are. I could call them another word. Yeah, I, I appreciate <laughs> you not doing that. Though. <laughs> I appreciate you not Four doing that, Donna. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, Donna, we've, uh, we always love it when you Start call in. the vowel. Yes. <laughs> oh, guys, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Donna from Dandenong, uh, the biggest fan of the Storm Hour radio show. And uh, should we just reveal who exactly, now that Donna's jumped off the line, uh, Cooper Johns, who is Donna? Uh, Donna from Dandenong is my father's alter ego. That's, that's Matthew Johns going like that. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> One, of, One many of many alter egos. Always great to hear from Donna slash uh, Matty Johns, your father, Cooper.
Chandor Earl here as well. On the other side of this, we're going to talk more about the Anzac Day Clash that's happening on Thursday. We've got double passes to give away to it. And we're going to be chatting to the two guys that are going to be heavily involved in the curtain raiser, the Australian Defence Force versus New Zealand Defence Force. We're going to speak to the coach of Australia and the captain of New Zealand next on the Storm Hour on SEN. On 1116 SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Sam Hargraves, great to be joined by Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns from the Melbourne Storm. The Purple Army is building for 2019. Melbourne, you're our city and we're your club. Any four Melbourne Storm home games, only $99. Call 1-300-STORMS now and beat Melbourne proud in 2019. I uh, want you to get involved, 1-300-736-736. We've got double passes to give away to see the Storm take on the Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, which is this Thursday, April 25th, which is Anzac Day. All thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Mix on the line from Belanda. Uh, g'day, Mick. We need to come on. It's uh, love the banter and stuff. It's gross. G'day, Mick. How are you, mate? Uh, all right, all right, mate. Yeah, good. Um, first thing, uh, I think that's the, the the supporters uh, boo Cooper Cromp because of what he did. He said he was going to retire, go get a job in the media city to be with his wife, and then he joined the Roosters and then won a flag in his first year. So of course the uh, the spectators are going to be uh, bitter about that. And let's face it, we are the most hated club in the, in the NRL. And uh, all the Northern States hate us. So every team that comes to Melbourne Storm to play in Melbourne, they should be booed anyway. And also, the first two the first two tries that were scored against the Storm on uh, was it Friday, um, I thought that was probably the easiest two tries that have been scored against the Storm and that the back line looked a bit lacklustre. Why? How, how did it happen and why was that? That's a great. That's a good question. Yeah, it's not bad, Mick. And I uh, really firing some hard here, ones in here, there. Here, Mick. You and he's gone. Like he's, he asked his question. He's just dropped off the line, Mick. We will get you back on. You are going. You've got a double pass, my friend, to see the Congrats, Storm Mick. take on New Zealand Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, twenty fifth. All thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Do we want to answer Mick's question though? Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, it was why <laughs> they can did they hate us, but they can't break us. No, why did they score the two easy tries? Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you can never. None of the backs who are involved in the Roosters' try, uh, their intentions are never to let it in. So, mate, I don't think you could pinpoint it to anything in particular, but um, I guess you just can't you can't give Latrell Mitchell an inch. Mm. I think, yeah, I think it's hard to – I don't think they were easy tries. I think when you look at some of Latrell Mitchell's tries, he's so hard to handle one-on-one, and when he's getting one-on-ones like that, it's like it's, he's near impossible to stop. Um. I reckon, too, I mean, the other thing that's got to be kept into, um, taken into context is that um, you guys, I think, are lower points uh, for and against. Your, your points against are, I think, the lowest in the competition. So you might have been let a couple of easy ones there, but defence across the year so far has been pretty tough. Yeah, the boys are the boys are doing really well. I think in uh, left, middle, and right. I think uh, you know the right's got a few new combinations with um, the center switch and Crofty still building his game there. So uh, honestly, I think um, you know they've been defending really well. And if they had their time again, I'm sure they'd make some changes. But yeah, definitely nothing to panic about. I don't think. Got a text coming through zero four double three nine eight eleven sixteen. I was at the Roosters game and I only booed Coops when he ran out because that's when he became the enemy. During the game, he gave the Storm fifteen good years. So just a just a boo on entry, just to say mm. welcome back, and then uh, just throughout the rest what, of the game. What was too. his name? What was his name? 
Uh, they didn't. Whenever you do text too on zero four double three nine eight eleven sixteen, uh, just give your name and suburb as well, so we can uh, just give you your, your yeah, due credit. Need a name or a la- yeah. alias at least. Yeah. Hey, uh, boys, Anzac Day, the most atmospheric of all Melbourne Storm's home games and the pre-game blackout, a must-see event in Australian sport. They really put on a good show. Uh, last year's Trantasman Blockbuster was a sellout, and you can secure your tickets to this Thursday's via uh, Ticket Tech. Now, for this Thursday's clash with the New Zealand Warriors, Melbourne Storm, our city, your club, uh, the pre-game is going to be fantastic. The curtain raiser, make sure you get there early to see this. The Australian Defence Force taking on the New Zealand Defence Force as the curtain raiser game on Anzac Day. This will be... A great hit out, I reckon. It's the first time this match has been played here. Australia are currently the reigning champions. Kick off at 5pm. Uh, the coach of the Australian team is Flight Sergeant Jeff Britton, and he joins us on the line. G'day, Jeff. Hey, guys. How's it going? G'day, Jeff. How are you, mate? G'day, Jeffy. We're... Yeah, not too bad at all. Tell us about the, the build-up to this game for you, Jeff. How long has this been running, and uh, what goes into it for you boys taking on now Anzac uh, brothers in arms across the ditch? Mate, we've been doing it uh, on Anzac Day. This is our second year running. We've played the Kiwis probably about a half a dozen times in Defence Forces World Cup and uh, before an Anzac Test match up in Brisbane in 2015. Um, we probably get the guys in about a week before uh, the game and go back to our workplace the day after. Hey, um, uh, nice to speak to you, Jeff, by the way. It's Cooper here. Hey, um... hey mate. Hey, uh, I was going to say, who's won the most games at the moment between the two? Uh, we have. I don't think, from memory, I don't think the Kiwis have, have got us yet. Uh, I think the first game that we played against them was in 2005. We didn't play again until the 2013 World Cup, Defence Forces World Cup over in England. Um, we got their measure there. Uh, then in 2015, 2017 as well. And I think they beat them by a try last year. I wasn't at that game. Beautiful. I'll be back in news then. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's a market for this on, on Sportsbet. We'll put bets on it. <laughs> G'day, Jeff. Sandor Rowe here, mate. Um, mate, I just wanted to get an f- understanding of how the teams are actually selected and then uh, any star players that we should be on the lookout for. Yeah. Hey, mate. How are you? Uh, we, um, we have an inner services comp, so it's Navy, Army, Air Force, and we had that late February, uh, which Air Force won this year. Um, from that, we sit down, we work out our squad about how many we're going to take. We decided on um, 19 this time just because it's a short build-up and, and only the one game. Um, we get the three services coach and myself in. So we've got a fair mix of Navy, Army and Air Force uh, uh, throughout the whole lot. Um, we're going on a South Pacific tour at the end of the year where we're going to play uh, Fiji uh, Armed Forces, that's who we played in the World Cup final in 2017. We'll take a squad of 30 over for that. I think it's three games in about six or seven days, something real short. Yeah, nice. Uh, speaking to Jeff Britton, who's Flight Sergeant Jeff Britton, I should say, who's the Australian coach of our Australian Defence Force side, what does it mean for you guys and, and the whole day as a whole? I know how important Anzac Day is for all the people in not only our Defence Force but in our country. What does it mean for your boys to be able to run out there on such an important day and uh, and have a hit out against the New Zealand side? Yeah, the, look, the day for us is real special. Um, I know a lot of the guys in the squad have, have served uh, most recently over in Afghanistan. Um seen a few of their mates go down as well. Uh, myself, I've got family that were, were servers in uh, World War II. Um, so there's a long history, not only myself, with a lot of the guys here, but um, 
when we played an Anzac test, it was about a week beforehand, but I, I don't think it's nothing like playing on a special day like this. We've tried it for a few years to get it going. We were lucky enough to get last year and this year, and hopefully the tradition continues. It's, um, it's something that's really special and close to our heart. Well, Jeff, we thank you so much for joining us on the Storm Hour with Shanda Earl and Cooper Johns. Cheers, and we also thank you very much for your service too. We appreciate everything you and, and all your boys do for our country. Uh, good luck on Thursday. We will absolutely be going for you. We don't want the Kiwis winning anything, even this. Uh, so, mate, good <laughs> luck on Thursday. And uh, we'll, um, we'll look out for that game with great interest. Get into them, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, sweet, guys. Thanks for the support. I'll see you later. Thanks, mate. And, boys, because we uh, like to present both sides of the coin and give everyone a bit of airtime on the Storm Hour and because we appreciate our cousins uh, across the way, we thought we'd get on the New Zealand captain. Matty Cole has joined us as well. Good evening, Matty. Kia ora, boys. Kia ora. Kia ora, yeah, ora Matty. How's it going? Good? Good, brother. We're very good. Now, I'm sitting in a room here with uh, one man who was born in New Zealand, one man who was born in Australia. Now, uh, Shandor, are you going to be – who will you be barracking for? Well, uh, it looks like I'm going to have to take the Kiwis team, aren't I? Uh, good man. Good man. <laughs> hey, Matty, tell us how important this game is for you guys. It's a big occasion and a, and a big stage. Uh, what, um, what does it mean for your boys to be running out there on Thursday? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's huge for us. Um, just the honour to be able to play on, on Anzac Day. Um, and to represent NZ on such an important, important day, I think is um, amazing. And the chance to create and raise a storm and stuff as well is um, is, is cool. Yeah, and I know the boys are looking forward to it and uh, feel privileged to be able to play on hey, our day. Hey, uh, Matty, just quickly, a little player profile here, um, <laughs> just for the just for the listeners. What um, what position do you play? And if you if you could compare yourself to one Kiwi player, who would it be? I play in the halves. Yeah. So what Sean does. And uh, probably Benji Marshall. Oh, well, there you go. Work. Oh. Wow. Should we be yeah. looking for an, a behind the back sort of pass a la 2005 from you, Matty? Oh, mate, if I did that. Yeah, look out for it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sound too confident there, Matty. I know. <laughs> I'm either going to get a high five or get dropped. No, fair enough. <laughs> Now, mate, uh, I believe we heard, just heard from the coach of the Aussie team. Now, you guys are chasing your first win, I believe. So, tactically, I know you guys don't really have an opportunity to study the opposition or anything like that, but what are you guys sort of hoping for in the game and what are the main focuses? I know Jeff quite well. Um, yeah, we've, we've spent a bit of time together, so I, I know a little bit about Jeff. Um, just for us, um, we'll look forward to the contact. Um, it's always good having the... Uh, the island boys on our side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear that. Um, yeah, we, we're just keen to get out there eh, and um, put our skills to test and do the country proud. Beautiful, mate. Well, I'm sure you will, Maddie. We can't wait to see this game. Five o'clock, it'll all take place before the Storm take on the Warriors. All the best on Thursday. Enjoy the day. And I know that, uh, as we just said to Jeff before, we appreciate everything you do for your country as well. We're wonderful people over there in New Zealand. So good luck on Thursday and thanks for joining us on the Storm Hour. Cheers, team. Good Thank luck, you. Brother. On you, Matty. Five o'clock, that game starts. It's the Australian Defence Force taking on the New Zealand Defence Force. It is the curtain raiser for the Melbourne Storm taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Last year's Trans-Tasman blockbuster was a sellout. You can secure your seats via Ticketek now for this Thursday's clash with the Warriors. And the pre-game blackout, blackout is a must-see event in Australian sport. Sam Hargrove, Shandor Earl, Cooper John, Storm Hour up next. This segment's really taking off.
the T-Bone of the Week. We'll explain what it all is next, but if you've got a nomination for T-Bone of the Week, this is where someone you know has just done something completely foolish and stupid, and uh, we've got a double pass for you to go to see the Storm take on the Warriors this Thursday at Amy Park. So T-Bone of the Week up next, and then Storm legend Matt Geyer a little bit later on in the Storm Hour, all coming up on SEN. Eleven sixteen SEN. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Anzac Day is the most atmospheric of Melbourne Storm's home games, and the pre-game blackout is a must-see event in Australian sport. Last year's Trans-Tasman blockbuster was a sellout. You can secure your tickets via Ticketek now for this Thursday's clash with the New Zealand Warriors. This is the Storm Hour. Shando Royal Cooper Johns in at the studio tonight. Sam Hargraves here as well. Uh, love this segment. T-Bone of the Week, uh, and just if you haven't heard T-Bone of the Week before, Shandor, can you explain what this award's for and how it originated? Yes, so the uh, origin of the story comes from a group of young fellas at the Storm a couple of years ago, led by Cameron Munster, who um, called themselves the Porterhouse. So they all went and got a tattoo of the Porterhouse steak on their bum, and unfortunately money got the T-Bone steak instead, <laughs> accidentally. So... Therefore, that has created this segment, which talks about uh, basically people doing really stupid things. All right. So we're essentially, you guys are nominating your teammates <laughs> as who's done the dumbest thing for the week. But mm-hmm. we want you to get involved too. one 736 If you've got a T-bone of the week you'd like to nominate, or it could be from rugby league, it could be from sport in general, it could just be from your personal life. If you'd like to just dish some dirt on a work colleague, I've got double passes to give away that the boys have been kind enough to bring in. Melbourne Storm taking on the Warriors. Amy Park this Thursday on Anzac Day. All thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Boys, your nominations first. Shandor, who are you nominating from the Storm this week for T-Bone of the Week? Yes, so uh, it's always a good opportunity to have a shot at a few fellas. Mm. Um, It seems to be a bit of a recurring theme with my contestants, but um, (laughs) anyway. So we've been – what we've noticed is there's been some social media presence, particularly on Instagram, um, of young Brody Croft and his partner playing a Monopoly game of cards at – and we've had some complaints, Cooper and I, um, just investigating the situation from Touchwood Cafe in Richmond. Um, <laughs> tables are being held up. People are, oh, you know, there's, there's there's cheering, there's banter going on. It's inappropriate. So firstly, the Monopoly cards with your partner on Instagram is a T-bone problem. Uh, to get another teammate involved and have a double date Monopoly card session at one of the local cafes, for me, that's a T-bone. Mm. I think, you know, in the privacy of your own home, that's fine. Going to a public place. Yep. doing it in front of the general public, the good people of Melbourne, That's is right. actually quite disgusting. And to so hang receive on. a complaint, is it's just too far. You're a T-bone. So is this, is this are they taking a Monopoly board of their own to a cafe? <laughs> it's, a, it's a card game. Yeah, come on, Sam. Monopoly it, it card covers, game. Yes, it covers right. the whole table, though. <laughs> Sam, you're a T-bone. What, what, <laughs> Monopoly's not a card. Monopoly's yeah, it's like, a card it's game. A new, yeah, it's, it's actually a new really one. good. Oh, there's, a, there's a new Monopoly, Monopoly yeah, it's deal. A card, it's a card version. It's pretty good. All right, well, I'll have to go and have a look at that. I yeah. wasn't aware. If any, if any callers have heard of it, call in. Also, obviously, if you've got any T-bone stories of your own, maybe you've seen Cooper Cronk naked on Chapel Street. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> and we wouldn't put it to air anyway because we don't want to be sued. Uh, right, so these they're taking a game of cards to a cafe and just taking over a busy cafe where people are trying to, can we sit there? No, sorry. And are they ordering? Are they eating food? They're, uh, they're ordering maybe a coffee. Yeah, minimal coffee. amounts, which oh, is, again, taking the piss. Yeah, And then is. posting it on Instagram. That, just the whole the whole scene and those, you yeah. know, everything put together, it's a big medium rare 
T-Bone. T-bone. I like it. <laughs> Cooper Johns, your nomination for T-Bone of the Week. Mine goes to the block of cheese, Brandon Smith, mm. as he's renownedly known for now. He, uh, We're sitting there watching the new Game of Thrones episode last night. Yep. As we do, we're sitting there cozy on the couch, Doritos, popcorn. Uh-huh. And he says to me, looks at me dead in the eye, and he has the guts to say to me, is this based on a true story? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I no. said, to, and just as you said that, I looked up at the screen and there was three dragons flying <laughs> across a castle. And I said, you know what, mate? You are a pelican. <laughs> you are a T-bone. I said, get out of my house. Yeah. And did he leave? Because really he should have. What, what, no, where, he didn't. Where, what, what story in history did he think that this was uh, given the premise by? I think the medieval times, I think. <laughs> Seeing the knights. You know, like... All good and well if it, if he's just talking about the knights and stuff, but he's looking up at dragons saying, mm. geez, I, like, is this really based on a true story? And I said, mate, where did you get that from? The long-haired Shandor character probably threw him off, let's be honest. Yeah. A bit of reality yeah. there. We've okay. just got someone texting in on 0433981116. A T-bone and a porterhouse are basically the same thing. The larger side of a T-bone, as we know, it is the porterhouse, and the smaller side is the tenderloin. They're both cut from the sirloin part. Now, I reckon that's got to be a butcher. Did they leave a name? No, otherwise, that is, I'm not taking that on board at all. (laughs) You are hiding behind your phone. You didn't want to call up and confront us yourself, so you've sent a text in anonymously. But but in saying that, though, they do look very different, though, don't they? Like, it's, it's, it's. They definitely look different. One's like a slab, the other is, you know, it's it's got a T bone in it. Again, if you don't hide behind your phone, if you don't have the guts to confront Sam about what he said, (laughs) then, you know, leave it alone. Well, we, and we appreciate all feedback too. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So have we got any more nominations for T-Bone of the Week? Um, you know, I don't actually have – this is just a general sort of one. What I've seen on Instagram lately, I've seen a, someone followed me maybe an hour ago and their name was Ladies Man 2000 and – what was it? Ladies Man 2000 it was. And it made me think, was there really – 1,999 other accounts before he made Ladies Man 2000. <laughs> like, this isn't a T-Bird award, but why did why do people put that sort of number on it? Why couldn't he put Ladies Man 7? Has he sat there and gone Ladies Man 1, Ladies Man 2? That's what I thought. Is that, he gone are you through, under the impression that he's done that? Has he gone mm. through 1,999 different accounts before he's reached 2,000? That's what I want to know. I'm not sure. Speaking of numbers, uh, Christian Welsh on the weekend did some big numbers, players play out. Now, give, again, I'm a big one of giving credit where it's due because he's, uh, he's an easy target here on the Storm Hour and has been for a number of weeks. But um, there's rumours going around that one particular highlight that you, has featured heavily on the uh, Channel 9 Instagram of him, it's probably a 30, 30, 40 metre run taking on numerous players, and they're calling in the Stephen Bradbury of the NRL. Apparently, multiple players have actually fallen over. It wasn't wasn't due to offend or um, any sort of impact from his running. So I can't confirm or deny that, but potential T-bone for next week, just just letting all the uh, Are we just thinking uneven, uneven grass or they've just sort of tripped? Yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's the ex, in, um, Welsh Stephen Bradbury NRL hashtag, then, you know, so be it. But, yeah, can't confirm or deny. Yeah. I think that's it. Might make sense, and you. I think this is the longest running feud without two people having been in the same studio. Yeah, especially with someone consistently winning a feud. Like I feel like <laughs> it's definitely the longest running winning mm. feud. Yes, Are you, you've just given yourself the nod there of winning this feud oh, with Christian Welsh so far. On social, Sammy. That's the feedback on social. <laughs> Who's giving you that feedback? Uh, you know, the, just the fans. I'm, the people have spoken. 
Well, we've got. Uh, I'll tell you what. You guys are a big hit in Dandenong. I don't know if you've we've had Donna from Dandenong, aka Maddie Johns, calling in to speak to his baby boy Cooper Johns. Uh, we've got Dan big, big from Dandenong boy. in now. Uh, hello, Dan. Yeah, hi boys. Um, just a quick question for uh, Shandor. Yeah, Dan. You there, Shandor? Yeah, mate, got you. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm a huge fan of you, mate, and I'm so proud of your, your story. Uh, big, big follower. I've seen you play against the Cowboys. I almost had a tear in my eye watching you play, actually, running on that field again. Um, I follow your Instagram, and I see you coming out. I'm a huge Brody Croft fan as well, and, yeah, you might have a bit on him, but I, I follow your Instagram, and I've just seen you... You're playing Monopoly cards yourself uh, at uh, the airport last weekend and seemed pretty pleased with yourself. Uh, just want to know the story there. Bit of, bit of hypocrisy going on, I think. Yeah, right. So you feel like it's it's a little bit unfair. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like to see all the people I support uh, just live happily lives. Like, I don't <laughs> hey, think it's fair. Hey, did, you say you're a, did you say you were a Brodie Croft fan? Yeah, yeah. I'm just a huge Melbourne Storm fan, actually, boys. It sounds like it could be Brody Croft. I think, he, I think he's like the only Brody Croft fan. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, I think you might have just got yourself a, a T-Bone of the Week nomination <laughs> for calling up and being a fan of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't want to talk about it. Crickets, <laughs> old daddy. Frog <laughs> in the throat there. Well, boys, that is T-Bone of the Week, and I think we, we, we couldn't split your two oh, nominations. Yes. Thankfully, Brody Croft has called in and done it for us. So, Brody, congratulations, mate. Yes, mate. You are T-Bone of the Week. Uh, well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that is T-Bone of the Week. That's how we roll. That's how we do it. There's still a chance for you to get yourself the Storm and the Warriors Clash this Anzac Day. We've got double passes to give away. So give us a call, one 736 736 Brand new segment on the Storm Hour each week, though, is Storm Legends. Where are they now? We've got one of the all-time greats for the Melbourne Storm, Matt Geyer, coming up next on the Storm Hour, Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns on SEN. Eleven sixteen SEN. This is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Almost time to wrap it up on the Melbourne Storm Hour. Sam Hargraves alongside Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns. We've just been doing T-Bone of the Week where the boys nominate their teammate who's said or done the dumbest thing during the week. And uh, one of your nominations, Cooper Johns, was for a bloke you'd seen on Instagram who had called himself Ladies Man 2000. Yes. And you, you speculated that had he just gone through 2,000 different names to get to that one, if yeah. there was that many different ladies, man. Accused, yeah. actually, you, you did. That, you did accuse him. But people really getting involved in this on mm. 0433981116. And I want to give a double pass to the team for the Melbourne Storm, the take on New Zealand Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, uh, Anzac Day, all thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Uh, and we'll find this this gentleman here who didn't put a name or suburb on, but he's just oh, pointed out. We don't like that. That maybe Ladies Man Two Thousand was born in that year. You young whippersnappers think you know everything. Now this is what the part I like. Regards, Ladies Man Nineteen Forty Three. That was good. Yeah, well, and you've won yourself a double pass. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. Maybe if you leave your name and suburb. What What interested me about that was that you took more exception to the number rather than a bloke. Referring to himself as ladies' man. You're okay with that part? 
Oh, that's fine. That's fair game. <laughs> Maybe your ladies' man 2000. How old are you, 19? Uh, no, I'm 99, actually. Mm, so not 2000. Interesting. Yeah. So there, that, all right. So there's a ladies' man 1999 yeah, on Instagram, which is Cooper Jones. anonymous. And he's a creep. <laughs> Your other nomination was for a teammate of yours, Brandon Smith, who you said and accused, this was another accusation, of wow. sitting on the couch with you last night watching Game of Thrones, and he turned to you and said, with all sincerity, is this based on a true story? Yes, he did. Or actual events? He's on the line. Well, Brandon Smith is on the line. Let him defend himself. Brandon, is this true? Hey, yeah, no, this is not true at all. Oh, <laughs> that, mate, that's not right. That's not on. Brandon, defend yourself. Sandor, this is a true story. I've, I've turned to my left and I've said with all sincerity, I've gone, is that back of your head real life? Is that real life? Because it's not flat. Yeah. And then he turns to me and he says, mate, I suffer from plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for those who don't, yeah, that's see, that's something believable, Brandon. For those who don't understand, and Sam, for yourself, um, you'll notice that Cooper has an extremely flat head at the back. Yeah. Now, there's some different stories that uh, you know could explain this, but the main one is he suffers with plagiocephaly. So, not to take piss of the disease, it is serious, but unfortunately, um, those are the cards Cooper's been dealt. So, Brandon, I 100% <laughs> believe you, and looks like Cooper's taken out the T-bone. What do you think, Sammy? Well, I, I think yeah, that there's got to be some. I've also got a nom- another nomination for T-Bone of the Week, though, because Sandor, they call a T-Bone and a Porterhouse. They cut both from the short loin. Oh, Same mate, just cut, go but, away. You know, Seriously. Different Seriously, story. Brandon. You're, you're a change, short loin. I think loin. you need to change the name of the uh, T-Bone of the Week to uh, just your name, Sandor. Oh, man. Hey, mate, you're a short loin. We didn't know this show was all about you, thanks, brother. Just hey, go away. Isn't right? that a shame when someone... <laughs> you, you're cut from a short loin. Yeah. Have a go at you. Isn't you're that a shame wheel. when someone Honestly. gets themselves out of their nomination? Because, Cooper, you do get nominated now because you made one up no, completely No, it wasn't, it wasn't a lie. I'll stand by it. It wasn't a lie. And after Brandon exonerates himself from that particular accusation, he's gone and got himself another nomination for trotting out that stuff about the loin. Ah, mm. uh, well. Uh, so, boys, it's been absolutely great having you both again here this week. Now, you're not playing for the Storm this weekend. You're both with the Sunny Coast uh, Falcons. Mighty Falcons, yes. And you guys are undefeated. Yes, sir. Yes, we are undefeated. And uh, how are you both uh, playing at the moment? Yeah, things are going well. Cooper's on fire, um, starting to look more and more like his uh, – Late and great uncle. No, not late. Uncle. Great uncle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, the Just great uncle. The, the Andrew Johns has not passed away. There's another announcement for you. Please the eighth, sorry. Please be aware. That's, that's, There's some serious similarities coming up. But, that's um, what if, happened with Dickie Wilkins yeah. when he said that uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, had worked. Andrew Johns has not passed away. As long as Cooper keeps Allegedly. the TAs rolling in and I'm scoring tries, then uh, we're, we're all happy. Oh, nicely done from you, Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns. That's the Melbourne Storm Hour for another week. The boys will be back next Tuesday. And if you'd like to get along to see the Storm take on the Warriors at Amy Park on Thursday, April 25th, all thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club.